Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well after my sort of four-week hiatus and going I'm back, I'm back, um, I uh, obviously that was two weeks ago and you might be thinking hang on a minute where was Richard last week? <laughs> and uh, you know in all honesty I got uh, I got caught up again um, but you know I'm going to tell you that it had a great outcome, a great ending. Uh, so you might have missed me, or I might have missed you know recording for the podcast. But essentially, over the last uh, well, to be honest, over the last twelve weeks, I've been working on along with my business partner on uh, quite a big uh, business acquisition. And uh, the long and short of it is, it's um, you know it became it became a beast. <laughs> I guess is the is probably the the reality. Um, the the sort of legal process, um, the extended due diligence process. Um, became very convoluted, very complex, probably unnecessarily so. In all honesty, we'll have a bit of a debrief um, later, work out what we could have done better, what went well and all that sort of stuff. But essentially, you know, one week rolled into the next week, which rolled into the next week. And, and um, it, this, this acquisition has really dominated pretty much everything else. So um, there's a lot of lessons learned, actually. Um, as a result of this process, but um, I think the biggest lesson of all is don't uh, don't do so much legal stuff. <laughs> no, the biggest lesson of all, well, probably is actually a big lesson, but the biggest lesson is to main rapport, maintain rather rapport with the uh, vendor. With the you know, buying a business is much like buying a property. If you can have a, a good relationship, good rapport with the vendor, the owner, then you stand a better chance of overcoming any sort of tricky bits that pop up. And tricky bits do pop up from time to time. And what's what's really interesting is at the same time as trying to acquire this business, is also trying to acquire um, a, a, a block deal. I think it was, I forgot the exact number now, but I think it was approximately 12 unit block deal. And if I contrast the two, it highlights the point I'm making very, very well. Because on the, the business acquisition, the rapport, the direct engagement, the level of understanding and mutual support. Yes, people are trying to get the best outcome for themselves. But if you've got a good understanding of one another, you've got a good relationship, you can talk, you can normally get through the problems. Uh, and that's what happened with the business, which we exchanged on on Thursday last week. Uh, it's, it's kind of weird, actually, because we're exchanging and completing with a delay in between, which you don't normally have with a business acquisition. But in this particular case, there's a few things that needed to happen between exchange and completion to make it more comfortable. So we just set a few days. So we exchanged on Thursday and we're due to complete on Tuesday. So by the time you listen to this, it should have been yesterday, all being well. So, you know, the um, I can't tell you too much about it because we haven't completed. But maybe I'll come back again next week and tell you more about it and uh, what actually happened uh, right at the right at the end there. So um, that was great. So, but the contrasting is the relationship and the rapport with the owner. Whereas the block deal I was talking about was brought to me by a deal sourcer, and I had no direct relationship with the the vendor. 
really. Um, it was kind of all channeled through the deal sourcer, you know, and I'm not going to say too much about that, but, you know, it, it, I think it just left a lot um, open, let's say that, for things to go wrong. And it did. It went wrong. The wheels fell off, that one, and um, it didn't go ahead. Now, I think I did allude to it the last time we spoke um, as to what happened, and, you know, perhaps it was a clash of values that, that happened there. But I think, actually, the reason that was probably a, a, lack, uh, sorry, a clash of values is because we weren't in direct dialogue. And I always maintain that if you can have conversations, meaningful conversations with decision makers, with owners, then you stand a better chance of everybody getting what they want, really. That's the, the long and short of it. I, I think in my own personal case, I think I've got good empathy, good understanding, can see where people are coming from. Uh, I think I'm quite a solution-orientated person, so quite creative in terms of com commercial structures, financial engineering, if you will. And uh, usually there's a way through most things. Um, as obviously, as long as people are being reasonable and um, and they don't have totally uh, out of this world expectations, of course. Um, and of course, we're in a competitive landscape too. So that comes into the mix. But there we go. So that's what kept me away from recording the, pod excuse me, the podcast last week. We had another week extension. And finally, Thursday, we we exchanged and then I went for a very long lie down after a nice celebratory glass of Barolo. Um, so that was uh, that was really good. Anyway, so I'm back and I'm just launching the new series, I think, because if I don't launch it, it's just not going to happen. So today is very much an introduction. Um, the, the series is going to be called uh, Property Core Skills. And it's a bit of a throwback in a way to the very first series of the Property Voice podcast. But things have evolved and changed. I've matured, see things differently. And this list of uh, core skills that we're going to run through over the next few weeks, they, they've also taken shape and evolved over time as well. Probably when I sat down, um, I wouldn't have been able to name the 10 or 12, and I do say 10 or 12, of these core skills. You don't necessarily need to have all of them all at the same time, by the way, so don't get too... Uh, worried by that statement but um, you, you know you don't need to have all of them at the same time and perhaps when I started out I perhaps had a different view outlook um, certainly then and when I was sharing my first series I came at it from um, a slightly different perspective I call it foundations uh, foundations in property or I actually can't remember if that's exactly what it was called now but it was something of that order and this is similar but not the same um, so um, I was talking about the fact I've been six years into the podcast, so it's kind of good to go back to basics, back to the 101 level. Um, and for everyone, by the way, because I don't plan to just talk about the basics of these core skills. I'm probably going to open up a little bit further. And what's really encouraged me to do this is on the current apprentice program, um, the current apprentices have really been hungry for um, more content and um, I was a lot of it, you know, it's a slow reveal. <laughs> it's a process. And a lot of the, the sharing was going to be more back-ended. But they, they were hungry for uh, content earlier in the process. And so we rejigged the program around a bit. We normally have an end-of-program uh, workshop, and some of the content goes into that. And so what I decided to do, uh, with their encouragement, uh, was to, to redesign the program effectively around their needs. And uh, what we did instead is we, we took a, away a large part of the end of um, program workshop and we created masterclasses and deal clinics um, instead. So why, why am I telling you this? Well, the reason I'm telling you this is because um, I, I recognized the need, if you like, for people to get to grips with these core skills. 
obviously it's been something I've been talking about through the apprentice program and through the one-to-ones that you know that we we talk with with the individual apprentices as we progress through it is a journey and it can be really overwhelming so it, it has to be a little bit of a slow reveal it has to be tailor-made to the interests of the of the people uh, because there's quite a lot of content quite honestly and um, you know property is very much like peeling a, an onion it's one layer at a time but there's another layer underneath you know or a russian doll you open the doll there's another doll you open the doll there's another doll I've used those sort of analogies before if you've listened to me for any period of time. Apologies for repeating. But um, so I, I think it was this hungriness of people to get to grips with these core competencies. And I was realizing that, you know, it kind of has some general principles around them. Um, I hadn't really kind of codified them, if you like. But, you know, I, I started to when we started to share these masterclasses. Well, what can I share? How can I share this content? How can I get what's inside my head? What's all this, you know, 12 years of experience or whatever, multiple countries, multiple strategies, um, the, the, the sort of engagement I've had with a variety of different people. How can I get it all out in a way that is understandable and digestible uh, for, this, uh, for this, this group that I'm working with? And then I thought, well, let's share it more widely. <laughs> So that's what's, you know, spurred and uh, motivated and incentivized and given rise to this new series. Now, originally, I was going to call these um, the core competencies um, property. And, and there were there were at one point eight and then it became nine and then it became ten. And you know there, there are I don't think it's going to get much more than that. There's two bonus um, core competencies. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about why I'm going to rename core competencies in a second. But uh, there's a couple of extra ones there, which I'm going to call bonuses. Uh, and they, they sort of un you know, undermine, uh, undermine, no, that's not the right word. They underpin, they underpin all, all of the other ones in a way. But I'm going to save those till last. So um, as I mentioned, core competencies, and, and my, my wife is a very senior HR, human resources professional. And um, anyone who's worked with uh, HR in any way, whether you're in HR or whether you're a manager and you work with HR, you might have heard the term core competencies. And if you've ever been through those horrible interviews where they ask you what they call competency-based questions, they go, tell us a situation when this happened and how did you deal with it? That's demonstrating your competencies, um, which usually align to the role that you're trying to fulfill. So it's, it's an interview technique. HR people use it. They identify core competencies, core skills of a particular role. And then when they're interviewing people, they're trying to find out if they've got those skills or not. And that helps them to, uh, you know, get a good fit for the role. So that's where it came from. So you can kind of blame my wife, really. Um, but, you know, she's, uh, she talks about this, um, you know, leadership development in particular, cultural transformation, core competencies, etc. So she's, um, she, you know, we have those sort of conversations at home. Um, but core competencies is not really catchy, is it? It's not a catchy title. So I'm going to call it property core skills. It's also a little bit shorter. Um, and we're going to run through that. So I'm very much giving you an introduction today. Not going to go too deeply into it. I'll probably name the 10, the top 10 uh, of these skills. And then what I plan to do over the next few weeks is to share um, some of the best practice, some of the general principles um, that, that I could, you know, share with you. So you just got to, uh, we can elaborate a little bit basically into each one each week. But the second thing I'd really like to do, I think, I was thinking about this. You know how thoughts come to you in the shower or just at random places, right? Well, I was having a shower, literally, and I thought to myself, well, you know, wouldn't it be great? I wanted to get a little bit of interaction going with this particular series. So um, there's a bit of sharing 
from me, um, content sharing. And then I really wanted to get a bit of interaction, so a bit of discussion. And so what I'm planning to do is this. And do you know what? I haven't really thought this through. So I'm going to say it, and hopefully it works. But um, obviously I'm going to unfold and unravel these core skills over the next weeks of this uh, podcast series. Um, obviously I'm going to do a bit of sharing content sharing in, uh, in, in part, but I want, to get, I want to get some engagement and dialogue with you. Um, so I'm going to invite some people from my own community who are engaged with now, and, and, and I'm going to extend that invitation to you. If you'd like to get involved in a discussion around these core competencies, I'm going to set up, yes, it's a Zoom call. I'm going to set up Zoom calls. I'm going to put, put the uh, information up on my um, meetup page because I haven't really used that for a while. And, um, you know, I'm just going to extend the invitation. So if you'd like to get involved and you'd like to join in the conversation, and when I say join in the conversation, it's a conversation. It's two-way, okay? So I don't pretend to have all the answers. I don't pretend to have all of the best practice solutions in place. And equally, even if something works for me, there may be something else that works better for someone else. And um, you'll get the picture in a minute when I actually list out the core competencies. Um, So there's an invitation. So if you'd like to get involved in the dialogue, in the conversation around property core skills, of which I'm going to elaborate a little bit in a second, then just connect podcast at thepropertyvoice.net. Uh, it's probably the easiest way if you want to send an email. And uh, I'll, I'd be, I'll share with you the, the links and the times of the, the, the dialogue that we're going to get involved in. Bear in mind, it's going to be you know, rolling over, over sort of uh, several weeks. So you can get involved in, uh, in, a, in an earlier session, a later session, maybe more than one session. Uh, try and do it in an area that perhaps you can both give and take in the conversation, um, contribute as well as take away, that is. But equally, at the same time, I, I don't mind if people just want to join in and, and go, well, you know, I've got this, Richard, what do you suggest type of thing. Um, so if you're a newbie, please feel free to join in. If you're pretty experienced, I really welcome you to join in. And so we can crowd share our knowledge, really, for the benefit of the audience, for the community. That's the purpose of this podcast, after all, is to share knowledge amongst the community. I don't have all the answers. Um, I'm hoping that between us, I what I've been through and people I know will probably join in and share um, in my community. And you, dear listener, um, can contribute to this conversation and we could turn it into something special perhaps with a little bit of dialogue so there we go it's going to be a bit of a mix and match so it's going to be sort of a um, a share a content sharing piece and then maybe the following week a dialogue piece let's see how this goes it could be a complete disaster nobody wants to talk nobody reaches out and it's just going to be me all on my own um, and if that's the way it rolls that's the way it rolls okay so I'm just putting it out there so reach out to me, uh, as I mentioned, and um, if you'd like to join in the conversation, and I'd be delight- delighted to do that. Obviously, I can't probably deal with hundreds of people, so um, I might have to have some kind of way to filter and qualify um, people who reach out, so just look out for that. It's nothing personal, it's just that I probably can't have hundreds of people on the call at once because, well, maybe I can. I'll think about it, okay? Anyway, you're probably wondering, what on earth are these property core skills that you've just been harping on about? What are these core competencies, Richard? And I'm glad you asked that because I'm going to tell you now. And here they go. Here they are. So essentially, um, the top 10, and there's a couple of bonuses, the top 10 are as follows. And you'll get the picture quite quickly that um, some of them are perhaps more important than others. Um, or more prevalent than others, especially when we're starting out. But they're all important. 
uh, eventually, okay? So here we go. First one is finding deals, finding property deals or sourcing. That is, you know, the core skill number one. So if you're going to get involved in property in any way, you need some deals. You need a property to invest in, to buy, to develop it, you know, or even to resell to someone else. If you're offering vendor services, vendor services, investor services, you know, it centers around finding opportunities, finding deals. So that's the first core skill. I'm not going to get into it too much because that'll probably be the first week where we're going to discuss that in a bit more detail. So that's core skill number one. Core skill number two, kind of complementary to that very point, is funding deals. So if number one is finding deals, number two is funding deals. And, you know, there's various ways. I'm writing a whole blooming book on it, and it's um, it's a monster, I can tell you. It's an absolute monster. I thought there were 30 different strategies. I'm actually just collating a table with all of the different ways in which you could potentially fund a property deal. And some of them are, you know, they're, they're using traditional methods. Some of them are alternative methods and some of them are creative methods. So um, there's there's more than 30. I think I've got more than 30 on my list now. So there's like quite a, you know, several dozen uh, ways of funding deals. So that's another core skill. And if you can get familiar with all of those particular um, ways of funding opportunities, uh, if you've got even awareness of them, it's just going to stand you in better stead. And I'll get into the nuances and the twists uh, of, of both of those as we get through. So these two really are the heartbeat of any any property investor or property developer or property service providers, you know, lifeblood, finding deals and funding deals. And even if you're finding deals for other people, the people you're finding uh, finding the deals for need to fund those deals. So you do have to have an interest in that. So they're the top two. They come up time and time again. Just before I came on air, I actually had a quick look at the last three apprentice programs. And um, we, I get people to, you know, prioritize their content. And I get people to prioritize their content around these core skills. And it's no surprise at all in the last three apprentice programs that the top two or, or two out of the top three, funny enough, not always the top two, that two out of the top three are finding deals and funding deals. Um, and, and, you know, sooner or later, people run out of money, you know, sooner or later, people can't find the right deal and they need some kind of a new avenue to find it. They're the top two. And then the, the next two are kind of similar again. Um, this, there's a subtle difference. The, the, the third one is managing projects and the fourth is managing properties. So there's a distinction there. So a project is really when you take on a property that you need to do something to it usually at the beginning of, our, of acquiring it. Sometimes it, it doesn't have to be, but, you know, you could have owned a property for a while and then undertake a project sometime down the road. Um, you know, there's a lot of examples we can talk about there. But typically, when you acquire a property, you normally do something. You don't normally, but you can. You can do something. And I call that a project. And it's the doing part, <coughs> excuse me, um, of that. There's something I call um, the property life cycle. And uh, within the property life cycle, there is a project phase before you get to a management phase. So that's that's how you distinguish. So managing the property is all about tenanting, looking after with tenants and toilets, as they as they say. Whereas managing a project is 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 some kind of transformation. Usually, it doesn't have to be a large transformation. You could just put new carpets in, for example, uh, or put you know, uh, I was going to say you can just put you know uh, a fridge and other white goods into the kitchen, but that's not really a project. But it's, it's, the, it's the early stages. So they're the next two. 
The um, the next um, the next one is is similar really kind of goes hand in hand. It's managing our cash flow and our budgets, and so um, managing the cash flow is more sympathetic to managing properties. Managing a budget is more sympathetic to managing a project. Okay, so there's a subtle distinction there in terms of basically looking after the pennies, and uh, and looking after the people, uh, so that they look after the pennies. So managing our cash flow and our budgets is the next one. Um, call it operating capital, sorry, working capital, or operating expenditure. The next two also come together. So there's um, research and analysis, which is number seven. And there's, there's in deal investment criteria and analysis, which is number eight. And again, there's a slight distinction here. So you've got general research and analysis, which is something about you know choosing a strategy, choosing an area to invest in. So it's more top level. So the, the seventh one is research analysis, probably at a top level. How do I choose my strategy? How do I choose which location to invest in, for example? And then the next one is you know deal investment criteria and analysis. So how do you actually decide what property or what piece of land or what development is the right one to invest in? What are the things that make make it you know right as a, as opposed to not right and when i say right or not right i mean right or not right according to you and your criteria and um, because we you know beauty is in the eyes of the beholder in property and uh, what's a good deal for one person is not necessarily a good deal for the other person and vice versa so research and due diligence top level a deal deal analysis and criteria uh, another level down where we're drilling down a little bit deeper and then we have um, a big one, but it isn't always as um, important on day one, and that's systems and processes. Now, we will have systems and processes. What is a system? Well, going and finding a deal um, can be a system. Finding funds can be a system. You can systemize these things. But, you know, there's, so there's, we can apply systems and processes to some of the other core skills. But equally, they can stand alone too. So, um, and, and I think, you know, we have that conversation as a standalone systems and processes, and that's the hacks, the, the apps, the time savers, the, the sort of shortcuts, if you like, that, um, that people are using. And that's number nine. And then number 10 is marketing and promotion. And you might be thinking to yourself, marketing and promotion? You know, I'm just an investor. I don't need to market or promote anything. Well, actually, we kind of do um, because if you're an investor, you need to attract tenants, and tenants are customers. At the end of the day, um, you might be able to sell yourself to, you might need to sell yourself to a letting agent or a deal sourcer, or any number of you know tradespeople or contractors as well. Believe it or not, it's a two-way process. But equally, if you're doing this at scale, or if you're attracting investment, or if you have clients that you offer services to, marketing and promotion is going to be a core skill that you need to develop and perfect. So that's just taken us through the 10, deal finding, funding deals, managing the projects, managing properties and our portfolio, um, managing and understanding people. Oh, I missed that one, didn't I? Managing and understanding people. I think I actually missed it out completely. Um, yeah, it's the fifth core skill. I'm glad I just did a recap there. Managing our, um, and understanding people. And that includes ourselves, by the way. So relationships, in other words. <laughs> I should have said more about that. That's ourselves, it's tenants, it's funders, it's investors, suppliers, trades, professionals, etc. So managing and understanding people, skipped it. Uh, managing our cash flow and our budgets is number six. Research and analysis at the top level is number seven. Um, deal criteria and analysis is number eight, which takes us down a little bit further. Um, systems and processes and marketing and promotion. So they're effectively going to be our themes for the next few weeks. And all being well, we'll probably discuss the theme, each one of those themes um, in one week. 
and then we'll have a conversation. If if any of you actually you know put your hands up and reach out and join in, and just help out here, please <laughs> do that, and we'll have a conversation in the second week. Otherwise, we'll just rattle through them. It'll take ten weeks, and uh, we'll get it all done. And uh, <laughs> but I, I kind of want this to to be a conversation. I really do. So if you're new and just want answers, or if you're more experienced and want to contribute, I'd well, you know, love to have you involved. Obviously, I'm going to reach out to some of my own community um, because we've been through this uh, quite a lot. We talk about it quite a lot in our mastermind calls and things like that. So I'm sure there's going to be great contribution from some of the usual suspects that I would turn to in this situation, but I'd like to hear from you as well. So um, please reach out, podcast at propertyvoice.net. Uh, if you'd like to take part and just look out for my social media, look out for the meetup page for um, some of the some of the sort of events um, of, of these conversations that are, are, are taking place. Now, I did mention that there's at least one, actually, there's two bonus core skills. And I'm going to maybe leave them until the end to towards the wrap up. But um, they are core skills and they make the, all the difference, all the difference. I'm just going to sow that seed. I, I often call it my secret source, um, but it's not that secret, frankly. So don't worry. I'm going to tell you all, all about those extra two, but I'm going to save it until the end. <laughs> so you have to stick around. There you go. A little bit of intrigue. Keep you in suspense for a little while. I wonder if you can guess. Why don't you guess? Tell me what you think the extra two bonuses are. And um, yeah, maybe there's a prize for that. I haven't really thought about it. But that's it, really. I, I kind of wanted to open the conversation, um, uh, invite you to join the conversation, rather. I wanted to introduce this new series on property core skills and uh, set the scene, really. This is the purpose of this first session. Set the scene for what's going to follow over the next 10 slash 20 slash 24 weeks, depending on uh, how things go. And uh, I'd love for you to take part in this conversation. And with the technology that we've got, we can do Zoom calls and um, we can record it all. And you don't have to say a lot, by the way, but you can you can participate. I'd love to have you involved. So that's what you're going to look forward to on the Property Voice podcast over the next few weeks. Hopefully over the next few weeks, I'm also going to tell you a little bit more about this acquisition I've just made or hopefully just about to make. Could have egg on my face, couldn't I? Because uh, if it all collapses between exchange and completion, then I'm going to have to back out. <laughs> but um, I'm not really imagining that will happen. But you never know. You never know. So I guess um, all I really want to say right now is the show notes as ever are going to be over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. If you want to take part in this series, reach out to me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net. I'd be delighted to hear from you. And I guess all that remains to be said is thanks very much once again this week for tuning in and until next time on the Property Voice Podcast, it's Chow Chow. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice Podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.